Welcome to your monthly Port Townsend Yacht Club podcast. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm your other host, Darren. And we are the Boat Geeks. So for February, we've got two very important items to discuss. Number one is the upcoming vote, the resolution on the clubhouse and the lease situation, which is very important. But first, we'll talk about the second item, which is also this month, February 25th, the Scholarship Wine Fundraiser, which is also being referred to as Wine Not. I like that. Two puns in one uh, one title there. Yeah. Yes, this is February 25th from 4 to 6 p.m. It is the fundraiser, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. So what, what do we have going on on February 25th? We'll have cheese and crackers provided with white wines, and a variety of chocolates will be served with the reds. Registration is $30 per person with all proceeds benefiting the Port Townsend Yacht Club Marine Trades Scholarship Fund. Well, that sounds like a great time and a great cause. I can't personally drink too much wine. I get headaches, but I can eat so much cheese and chocolate. So, <laughs> Well, and not only are we having uh, wine tasting and cheese and crackers and chocolate, but there's going to be a simultaneous silent auction. And this will be your chance to put a bid in on uh, both goods and services donated by our generous club members. Uh, and so this is really cool. We've, we've got um, a few members, uh, for instance, just as an example, we've got Jim and Susie Gorski who lived in Alaska for 40 years. And as Jim says, they became pretty proficient at grilling salmon. <laughs> oh my goodness. So they are offering this multi-course salmon dinner oh. at their house in Kala Point, beautiful home overlooking the bay. And they're going to grill the perfect salmon that and provide sounds... all of the, um, all the accoutrements that will go along with that dinner. There's a few other dinners involved. Um, there's a, uh, a beautiful Afghan that is being knitted by Holton Mattinger. Um, and all these items are going to be on the website, so you can bid ahead of time if you can't make the event. But we want to encourage members to come out for this event. Sign up on the website. Go to um, ptyc.net. Sign up for the Scholarship Wine Fundraiser, $30 a person, and all of the money, including for the auction items, goes into our scholarship fund, which, as many of you know, is one of the biggest events of the year when we actually uh, bestow these scholarships on the recipients, and they're so grateful for it. That sounds awesome. So I hope as many people as possible get involved uh, and either participate in person or online. Yeah, and I, I do need to add really quickly that – uh, there will be an online auction, so you can bid online. And then for the folks that actually come to the event, then you can bid at, in person. 
Uh, so you can outbid somebody, for instance, that already bid online. So it behooves you to actually be here for this really cool event. And now on to the matter at hand. We have on the guest dock the Vice Commodore for 2023, Eileen Baratucci, who's going to discuss with us this huge issue regarding the lease for the clubhouse. And Eileen, why don't you just give us a little bit of your background so members that don't know you get an idea of where you're coming from. Thank you, Darren. I have been an attorney since 1981. Um, The primary focus in my practice has been employment law, but as part of my background, I've certainly done some exploration of lease agreements, a lot more on contracts. And since I've been in Jefferson County, I've been a Superior Court Commissioner. So I come into contact with issues relating to land, property, and contract disputes. Great. So you do have some uh, background in terms of looking at the lease, and uh, I guess we've had we've had some addendums to the lease over the years. We have. Uh, one of the things I wanted to preface it by is that, as you probably know, attorneys don't always agree. That's why we have a dispute system that can resolve those issues. So it's really my opinion that I'm expressing today based on that background that I discussed with you and my understanding of how the courts typically evaluate these types of agreements. So then when, we, when we're talking about the lease for the clubhouse and the fact that the current lease expires in February of 2026, what's the biggest issue at hand that requires a legal opinion? Let's go back to the first lease agreement. And that was, let's see, I'm going to look at the date here. So the original lease um, was, I think it's, it was amended in 1985 and 1991, but I can't see the date of the original lease. Uh, I think it was in the 60s. As somebody that is new to the club, how long has the club been in this building? Like, can you remember? Since the mid-60s is my understanding. That's a very long history. So the, my understanding of that history was, this was originally a restaurant that, the owners were not able to complete. So the building itself was not complete. And the club members bought it and completed the building themselves. And that was not well reflected in the initial lease that was signed with the port. It looked like a more standard lease that they'd borrowed right off the shelf. And so in 1991, the amendment um, clearly states that um, the building and improvements relating to the lease dated October 21, 19. 19- 85, which I think was one of the first amendments, um, are <clears throat> the property of the Port Townsend Yacht Club, and the lease between the parties is a land lease. So that was clarified in 1991. Okay. So the land lease has been something that um, we've looked at in terms of what's going to happen in the future and some very preliminary discussions with the port back in 2020, indicated that they were going to increase the land lease 
by a pretty sizable amount. I think that has been true of other tenants at the port, that they've seen an increase. Um, and they often look at what they call comparables. There are not a lot of comparables in the Port Townsend port because there's not a lot of people here who just have a land lease. I think there's only one other property that has um, just a land lease. So it's not clear exactly what their pricing would be based on. They may even look, go outside this port and look at it, what other ports are charging for that kind of a land lease. But one of the things that the our yacht club's been concerned about is it is a sizable increase. There was questions about, you know, how we would manage that financially in the future. And there were certainly some provisions in the proposed tentative lease that nobody particularly liked. One was possibly the requirement that we remove the building at the end of the lease term. And they proposed several different options for that lease term. So they, the Yacht Club didn't want to be responsible for that because that could be very expensive, as well as some environmental requirements that might apply. There was also uh, another provision that caused some concern, and it was about the pilings. We have um, at currently, under the documents that we've signed, we are not responsible for the pilings. We have done some maintenance on the pilings uh, on our own accord, but in the new lease agreement, the port seems to want us to make, make us responsible for those pilings. And based on some engineering studies that we had done at least six years ago, there were some problems with some of the existing pilings that might require them to put a cement casing all the way around each oh, of wow. the pilings, which um, I don't know if we got a clear estimate. We, I think the work that they did cost maybe $3,000 just to give us that report. Right. So the pilings itself all previously owned by the port and the port not taking further maintenance responsibility for the failed pilings is another concern going forward. Yeah, so th those could potentially cripple our, our club financially. Yeah, the, that is a big concern. And I think there are several points if we were to, um, if the, we're, we're up for a vote on what direction we go with our current building. And one of the th important things to keep in mind is that this tentative proposal and the variations of how we could manage the, the land lease with the port are very tentative proposals. They were drafted by the port's, um, I don't know what his title is, but his name is Eric and he's also an attorney. Operations. Uh, yeah, he may director be. Director or something or like that. vice president. Anyway, he's um, he simply drafted this, and there were no negotiations, is my understanding. It was just a way to see where the port was headed. So I would be very optimistic that if we went back into what I would call real negotiations, we would work with the port on getting rid of the terms within the proposed lease that we can really not manage. And then we would try and negotiate what the increase looks like and how it's implemented, whether it's gradual over time or uh, a flat rate. And all of that doesn't really take into consideration the actual age of the building itself and the potential maintenance issues 
which face us in the near future. Right. I was just sort of focusing on what the issues were at the port and the land lease. We've had some um, <coughs> indications that the roof needs either repaired or replaced. There are um, We've done quite a bit of maintenance and improvements to the building and expended funds, including funds that we got through someone's estate. Um, yeah, the gift. Jack Vincent um, mm-hmm. donation, which was sizable and yeah. very welcome. Right. But we uh, we really don't have the reserve funds for the kind of maintenance projects that we're talking about. There's some question about whether the floor needs to be replaced. And I think there are some other things as well that, I, as a club, we want to talk about. And then... It, when we get back just to the lease, the issue of whether we're going to continue in this building, should we decide not to stay in the building? It sounds like uh, there is a legal opinion that we are in a position to sell the building. Well, that, again, is something that attorneys might take a different view on, but my review of the documents indicate that it's very clear that the port has acknowledged that we own the building, that it's ours to do with what we choose. There's provisions in those documents that we've signed that indicate that if we were to sell the building, we are to get the port's approval, which also requires approval by the port commission. But I don't think those are significant hurdles because it's in the port's interest to see this building in active use. There's a couple of other things I want to mention regarding that. In the port's various proposals in 2020, they indicated that they could buy the building and they'd lease it back to us for more than $6,000 a month, which seemed very high. But by the same token, you can say the port must believe that there's some value in the building to place a rental figure on that um, quite that high per month. So... It may be that if we propose to sell the building and we get a commercial broker to help us do so and help us evaluate it and find the best way to market it, that the port might be interested in purchasing it. I don't know yet. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But the point of trying to sell the building is obviously to recoup some of the expenses that we've spent in improving the building um, pretty much most recently with the decks and We've made a number of improvements to the kitchen area. Um, some of the flooring has been replaced in the entry area, and we've done um, a considerable fix on the um, ramp that comes up to the uh, fire escape exit, yeah. as well as some the, of the siding has been the siding and the front of the building has also been yeah. resupported. So. We'd like to recoup as much of those expenses as possible. Well, and we, have, we have a lot of equity. In yeah, this building, we do. the club does. We well, and I'm sure we could get informal estimates from a real estate broker as to what that might look like, but there doesn't seem to be reason not to capitalize on that if we choose to, to perhaps lease premises elsewhere. So when it comes to the resolution that the membership is going to vote on, can you distill that down for us in terms of? What are we choosing as a club to do? Well, if you really want me to distill it down, I would say, are we going to go or are we going to stay? <laughs> <laughs> so 
in the resolution that the board passed, it's a uh, it talks about the ground lease. It provides some of the points that we've discussed briefly here. Uh, it puts in the amount of the annual increases for the proposed ground lease that were in that tentative proposal that that we didn't agree to or negotiate, but it it was what was proposed to us. And there are also th uh, a series of board documents on our website under the important documents section. I think it's the first tab on the website and you scroll down and it will say important documents. So all these lease agreements are available for review as well as I think these proposals from the port. So if you really wanted to become informed, you would look at our website and look yes. through all those documents. So we've tried to condense it in the resolution and then uh, we've itemized this as option A and option B. And option A says... Be it resolved that the Port Townsend Yacht Club will initiate further negotiations with the Port of Port Townsend to resolve the unfavorable lease portions currently proposed by the port to include addressing the amount of the uh, rental increase, maintenance of the clubhouse, and provisions which call for removal of the building at the lease termination and the requirement the club maintain the piers which are currently owned by the port. And then... Um, once a new lease is negotiated, then we, I think we can address any long-term maintenance issues um, that have been set aside until we make this decision. So we made a conscious decision, I think, the previous board not to incur more um, major expenses until we know what direction our club would like to go. So then option B would be be it resolved that the Port uh, Townsend Yacht Club not pursue the extension of the October 21, 1985 ground lease with the Port of Port Townsend and that the ground be, lease be allowed to expire uh, on its termination date of February 28, 2026, or as soon as is reasonable, meaning we can terminate early under the provisions of the lease. For example, if we were to sell the building and get the port's approval for the sale of the building, um, Obviously, they would be also be required to agree to terminate the land lease with us and sign up with a new tenant. It's also possible that we could sell a building with the contingency that that our ground lease continued until it normally expired and get payments from the new owner of the building so that they would get the lower rate that we currently have in place. So there's a couple possibilities there. And then uh, once we make that decision, then we need to research some future locations for our club to meet that feel comfortable for the club and meet our needs. I think there's two that have been proposed. Uh, that I think Jim Gorski did some research when they were looking for venues and only really found two that accommodate the size of our club. And I understand one didn't have a kitchen, but it may have. they may have added a kitchen since then. Yes, that's uh, okay. that's what one of uh, Scott Abbey told me that um, mm -hmm. the pavilion building at Point Hudson now, has, now a has a kitchen, which would be tremendously helpful. Yes, and then um, the Maritime Center has also been in discussions with us about possibly not only having us as a long-term tenant, but maybe doing some joint projects together, which sounds interesting. Yeah, um, Bob Bergstrom. And um, Paul Eisenhart have uh, been kind of at the forefront of uh, getting mm -hmm. 
the Northwest Maritime Center to talk with us. So we've, mm-hmm. we've had some preliminary conversations, but we'll need yeah. to have more. So if that were the desire of the membership, then we would pursue our efforts to really capitalize on whatever equity we have in the building, um, secure a buyer, put some money in the bank um, to help us with those rental expenses for the future, and obviously negotiate the best uh, lease agreement that we can with whatever uh, location we choose. And then when it comes to the actual vote, we're going to have an online element so members can vote online or at the February 14th general meeting, we'll have uh, quote-unquote secret paper ballots. So we'll tabulate the two voting mechanisms to determine what the membership decides moving forward. So I was wondering when we would have the ballot online option available. Do you know that? I don't. We'd have to ask Lisa and Susie, I believe they're the ones putting that putting together. together. So, okay. So for anyone listening to this, that means um, keep an eye out for an email regarding the online voting um, and check in on the, the website, ptyc.net. For somebody like me, again, I feel like if I were to vote right now, um, I, I don't know that I feel like I'm my voting would be proper at the moment because I don't really understand or necessarily know the direction that the club members want to go in. Is there, is there a way for me to get more involved in the discussion? You said it was going to come up for a vote at a future meeting. Is it going to be discussed, the options at that meeting as well, so that there's a better understanding of what your vote means? So if I can jump in and then maybe have you respond as well. I think when we try to come up with this resolution and provide some of the history and background for our members to look at, particularly ones that may not have been directly involved in the discussions that had already occurred, because the discussions have already occurred for, I'd say, over a year. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, a um, year and a half. Or so. Not only with the board, but with members in general. So, um, And people have very different viewpoints, and I think it's become kind of an emotional issue for some people. So they're very, some people are very attached to our building. Um, Understandable. It's been a long time, almost yeah, like almost 60 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that um, for the purposes of the discussion at the meeting, we're kind of assuming the membership will have read at least the resolution, any further documents through the website that, that I've identified previously and come, come prepared to make their vote. Um, on the secret ballot, or that they will have done it online. Yeah. Well, Eileen, do you think we've done a good job of conveying all the important points for members? I guess we could all, we could talk ad nauseum, we could, couldn't we? We could go on and on, but I think we've covered the highlights, and I think there are um, a lot of people in the club already who have a pretty in-depth knowledge of the issues. Um I would say, you know, talk to other members if you'd like, if you have further questions, or maybe ask either one of us or yes. a board member. Very good. Very okay. good. Well, thank you for being the first ever guest on the Boat Geeks. 
on the on our guest doc. That was that was great. That was perfect. Thank you, Eileen. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks. All right. Well, there was our first ever guest with Eileen. She did an awesome job at um, conveying the information surrounding this issue. Yeah, and, and make sure that you go to ptyc.net and uh, access those very important documents if you want uh, more detailed information on how you want to vote moving forward. Absolutely. So this went on a little bit longer than we anticipated. We were maybe hoping for a 10-minute podcast. So, But as we've discovered, there's a whole bunch of information that's really important. So, yeah. you know, we went with it. So We didn't want to cut it short. I did notice somebody mentioned from our last podcast that it was like um, the perfect amount of time to drive down to the grocery store and back or something like that. <laughs> that's right. And, and listen to a podcast. So maybe you need to drive a little slower this time. But it's good information <laughs> Um, and we will be back next month with our regular uh, podcast for the Yacht Club. But, uh, yeah, that was a great time. Good. As I was out walking down Paradise Street To me way, blow the man down A pretty young damsel I chanced for to meet Give me some time to blow the man down She was round in the counter and bluff in the bow Way, blow the man down So I took in all sail and cried way enough now Give me some time to blow the man down I hailed her in English, she answered me clear To me way, blow the man down I'm from the Black Arrow down to the Shakespeare Give me some time to blow the man down So I tailed her my flipper and took her in tow To me way, blow the man down And yard arm to yard arm, away we did go Give me some time to blow the man down But as we were a-going, she said unto me Way, hey, blow the man down There's a spanking full rigger just ready for sea Give me some time to blow the man down That spanking full rigger to New York was bound To me, way, hey, blow the man down She was very well manned and very well found Give me some time to blow the man down but as soon as that packet was clear of the bar To me way, hey, blow the man down The mate knocked me down with the end of a spar Give me some time to blow the man down As soon as that packet was out on the sea To me way, hey, blow the man down T'was devilish hard treatment of every degree Give me some time to blow the man down So I give you fair warning before we be late To me way, blow the man down Don't never take heed of what pretty girls say Give me some time to blow the man down